0: You hear us through your AirPods or see us on your laptop. How about meeting us in real life? Because we're taking queer money on the road this summer and fall. Visit queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player to find out when we'll be in your neighborhood. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Queer Money. Today we're talking about one of the fastest, most efficient ways to save money, especially if you're paying off credit card debt. This is an episode you want to listen to. Until we did our spending analysis, and you've all heard about us talked about that before, we were spending up to $400 a week on groceries and $400 a week on dining out. That's almost $42,000 a year. WTF, right? (laughs) How in the heck were we doing that? The strategy we're sharing with you today saved us over $30,000 a year. So what would you do with an extra $30,000 a year? What were we doing eating almost $42,000 worth of food? How bad were we failing? Well, listen up and you'll find out. Just a reminder here before we get started, I want to share with you that this episode of Queer Money is being brought to you by the Debt Free Guys credit card payoff course, which will be available for purchase for a limited time only starting January 13th. This credit card payoff course will give you the step-by-step plan we used to pay off our $51,000 in credit card debt in just over two and a half years and has helped others save as much as $2,200 or more in one year to put towards Their debt and become debt free faster. So, you don't want to miss this limited time availability. Go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash debt free 2019. That's all one word to sign up and be informed of exactly when it becomes available. If you sign up for the notification before January 13th, you'll also get two free gifts. Space is limited, so don't miss this chance to make 2019 the year you pay off your credit cards. Now, Let's talk about saving money at the grocery store. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is queer money.
1: Food, glorious food. (laughs) 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 We love food around here. In fact, we love it so much. We're drinking wine as we record this podcast. But we have learned that probably for most people, not everyone, but most people, the quickest, most efficient way. To start saving money that you can then put towards other goals, such as paying off credit card debt, is to better manage your grocery list and your grocery shopping and your dining menu. The average family spends about $246 to $289 a week on groceries. But there are many of us that blow up that average. And way back in the day, we certainly were in that category. We would buy whatever, whenever, whatever we wanted and complete disregard to having a grocery list, we'd never had a weekly menu, and we realized when we were paying off our $51,000 worth of credit card debt that that was not a recipe for success. We were spending $400 a week on groceries in addition to spending $400 a week on dining out. And that is just ridiculous. So we found that just becoming more meticulous with our grocery shopping um, and having a menu and having a grocery list, that we could save ourselves $30,000 or more a year that could go towards helping us pay off our $51,000 in credit card debt and help us become debt-free that much faster. I'm going to add a caveat here real quick before we get too deep in the weeds here. But if you want a copy of the exact grocery list and menu templates that David and I still use today, go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 133.
0: Yeah. So as John mentioned, this is probably single-handedly, this is the biggest way that those of us who spend unconsciously can have an impact on our budgets is by looking at our food budgets, whether that's groceries or dining out. Now, of course, we're going to specifically spend some time here focusing on tips to help you cut your grocery spend. uh, But there are Tons of ways to look at your food spend and say, how can I still eat a decent quality of food and pay a lot less? One caveat here, I just want to let you know, never let someone else or someone else's expectations of what you eat ruin your financial budget. If you are shopping because you have to buy certain organic foods or certain types of foods or you're vegan or you're vegetarian because you're trying to appease other people, it's a recipe for financial disaster. You want to do that for you and not someone else. And so if you can't afford it, and some of us simply cannot, then don't do it. Don't live up to someone else's food expectations because it, like I said, it's a recipe for financial disaster.
1: Exactly. And we found that most people who overspend are very often trying to live up to someone else's expectations, whether it's friends or family or whomever society. And when we can start to address what it is that we truly want in life, then we can align our spending with those values and then get our spending reined in and achieve the financial security that we're all looking for. So now that we're off our pedestal on our second glass of wine, <laughs> no. um, our recommendation, first recommendation for managing your grocery list and menu is to start shopping strategically. I think we're all aware of double coupon days and double sales days, but so many of us don't actually take advantage of it. And we miss a great opportunity to get a lot of food, um, maybe even all the food that we need for our money. Based on coupons and sales and discounts, so you know when David and I used to uh, back in the day, we used to try to go grocery shopping on double coupon days when that was available with the grocery stores that were in our area at the time. That we were paying off our credit card debt. Um, now that we're debt free and we're not living in the same neighborhood, the grocery store that we go to now, they have—I don't want to say it's double sales day, but every Wednesday they have food that was on sale the previous week, and they also kickstart the food that's on sale for the upcoming week. So there's just more available that's on sale. And we typically try to buy mostly foods that are on sale because it helps manage our budget. So that gives us an opportunity to have more food available to buy at that time.
0: Absolutely. And again, I'm going to hop back up on my soapbox here, but if you ever feel embarrassed about using a coupon, remember, as John mentioned in the outset, the average family is spending anywhere from about $250 to $275 a week on groceries. If you're in that range, you're spending over $10,000 a year, probably maybe even close to $12,000 a year on groceries. If you can cut that because of using coupons, by 5 to 10%, you're going to save yourself $500 to $1,000. Now ask yourself, what would you do with an extra $500 to $1,000 a year for having to spend a few minutes either using an, an app on your phone or cutting out something from the, the newspaper or finding coupons online? There's plenty of sites where you can download coupons. It's a great way, as we've mentioned, to just shave a few percentage points off of your spend. Uh, one of the other things I want to just keep in mind with coupons is that more often than not, the coupons are there to try to get individuals to try new foods that, or to try foods that aren't necessarily selling well. So keep in mind that you don't have to buy something just because you have a coupon. It Does it fit into your food menu for that week? If it does, then buy it with a coupon. Don't buy something just because you can get it with a coupon.
1: <laughs> exactly. So one of the old school ways to get access to coupons is your Sunday paper. Typically, they come with additional coupons, sometimes even two packs worth of coupons. You can also uh, go to most grocery stores, have their own store sales flyers. You can go to grocery store websites, and you can also check out to see what the sort of in-store sale promotions that a grocery store has. And then there's also, David's new favorite is the Ibotta app. You can find items that are on sale that aren't necessarily on sale in your grocery store, but the product company, the the manufacturer of that product is offering a sale on that product. And you don't necessarily even need to present that coupon to the cashier anymore. You can take your receipt home after the fact and go through the Ibotta app to see what it is that you purchased that's on sale and get a discount for that. Preferably, you would know exactly what's on sale before you even go in. You create your grocery listed menu so that you can make sure you only buy items that are available for a, a discount. So what David and I would do back in the day and still maybe not as religiously today as we should or did because we're not in the same financial position it's still a great practice to implement and maybe we should resume it, (laughs) is we would base our menu for that upcoming week on the foods that were on sale or that we have a coupon for. So it had to had to meet one of those criteria. It was on sale at the store or we had a coupon for it. And ideally, we would have both. And if you could take advantage of those on sort sort of a double coupon day, you can save just a ton of money. And if you're pretty uh, religious with, with clipping coupons, only clipping coupons for items that you were already going to buy anyway. And being aware of the sales items that are at your store, this actually becomes an easier process over time. It might sound difficult now, but it actually becomes an easier process over time. Yeah, so if I, you want to get a copy of that template, again, go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 133. You know, just add in there
0: that the apps like Abada or going to some of these coupon sites, you can kind of plan out your food menu beforehand, right? We're talking we talk about the menu and the grocery list, but you can find out what some of these items are even before you go grocery shopping. Don't you don't necessarily have to wait until after the fact, although I have found, especially with using some of these the the apps where you scan the receipt that I sometimes like to wait until after because then it doesn't tempt me into buying something that like a bag of potato chips that <laughs> I don't necessarily need, but that is on sale. So uh, sometimes I do wait until afterwards.
1: Exactly, and our second recommendation is to always have a menu and supporting grocery list for that week. So often we go to the grocery store and we just shop unconsciously, and then all week long we're making meals unconsciously. You know, we didn't really have a strategy for how we're going to use the food that we purchased, and we're making meals off of a whim. And then either food gets spoiled, or we eat too much of one item, and we don't have it available for later in the week. So we always recommend having a menu and a grocery list, and creating the grocery list based on what's on that menu. So the first thing that we would do before we would even sit down to to work on our grocery list or menu is to scour our refrigerator and cabinets to see what items do we already have that we didn't eat from the prior week that we want to make sure that we eat the following week so that doesn't go bad or spoil. And then once we had, or once we have our breakfast and lunch and snacks and dinners all planned out, we even included snacks in the menu so that you know exactly what you're going to snack on throughout the week. And this also helps with dieting as well. But once we have all of that mapped out, then we go th- through the menu and we add to our grocery list the items that we don't already have in our cabinets or in our refrigerator that we know that we need to buy at the grocery store. And Ideally, you will have either a coupon for that item or that item will be on sale, or if the heavens are working in your favor, you'll have both of those. And again, if you want to get a copy of that grocery list, just go to debtfreeguys.com 133.
0: Alrighty. So the third tip we're going to talk about here is the idea of grocery shopping once a week. So in the intro, John mentioned this idea of us some weeks spending $400 a week on groceries and $400 a week on dining out. You know, that's a what the fuck, right? I mean, who spends that kind of money? Well, we did. And you may think, oh, well, you must have been rich. You must have been making a ton of money. Well, the reality is that that amount of money, was more than I was being paid a year. So you want to know how we ended up with $51,000 of credit card debt? It's because we ate a lot of it. (laughs) And so this was a complete shocker to us when we when we started finding this out. Now, how did we do that? How do you spend $400 a week on, on groceries? I mean, even though I think a lot of families today would be like, hey, we don't even spend that amount. Well, obviously the average family doesn't. But let me give you a scenario. And a lot of us are accustomed to this. We have a Sunday fun day. So we have a blast with our friends and we don't really do much uh, over the weekend. We didn't do our grocery shopping. We didn't plan anything out. So we head off to work. Monday night, we're heading home from work and we think to ourselves, what's for dinner? And John and I used to drive to work together. So we would drive home from work together and we would say, what What do you want to have for dinner? I don't know. Let's just go to the grocery store. So we would go to the grocery store, oftentimes whole paycheck, and we would <laughs> wander up and down the aisle thinking to ourselves, what are we going to have? What are we going to have for dinner? And eventually we would land on something and then we would fill our cart with the things that we either knew we needed or thought we needed for that particular dinner. So we may have had some of those things at home already, but we just didn't know it because we weren't aware of what was in our kitchen, what was in our pantry. So we kept on adding to the grocery cart. And more often than not, we would walk out having spent 60, 70, maybe even a hundred dollars to prepare for one dinner. Now we do that dinner next night. The same thing happens over again. It's Tuesday night. We have no clue what we're going to have for dinner. We say, let's stop at Whole Paycheck, and we go up and down the aisles again, spending 60 $70 on a meal, not even a prepared meal. This is a meal where we would then go home and cook it. Because we felt like we needed to have particular gourmet foods or we just happened to be shopping at a, at a more expensive store. So that's how we ended up spending so much money on groceries. It was because we were primarily focused on shopping one meal at a time. So you definitely don't want to do what we did because you're going to end up with a lot of credit card debt associated with your food. So that's why we recommend doing once a week shopping. That's the ultimate reason why you need to have a menu and a grocery list. The menu allows you to kind of plan out your food and then the grocery list matches up with that so that you know when you head to the grocery store, if you're going to go once a week, you know you're going to try to buy everything that you'll need to make sure you're satiated or happy with your food for that week. And it may seem counterintuitive that you may say, okay, well, I'm only going once, so I'm going to load up on lots of stuff. The reality is, is if you only go once and you spend a little bit more because you're loading up, you're definitely going to save more money than if you went multiple times. Because I don't know about you, uh, John and I both do this from time to time. You know, you need to get one item. (laughs) You go into the grocery store. How many of you come out of the grocery store with more than one item? I, I would venture to say probably 80 to 90% of us. We wander, we grab that one item and then we think to ourselves, well well, what else should I get? Because our brain is in tune to this idea that when I'm at the grocery store, I need to get more than one thing. And so we end up doing that. We end up buying something we don't necessarily need. Sometimes it's flowers some as a gift or a bar of chocolate or a snack or something like that. We just end up spending more than we need when we do these multiple trips. So we encourage you to focus on just Going shopping once a week with a grocery list and a menu. Again, if you want to get that, you can go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 133.
1: I think it's important to note that the grocery stores are designed to make you buy more (laughs) than what you're going there for, especially if it's just one item. I mean, think about just the the checkout counter. There is like so much glossiness and shininess and so many colors just where it is to check out because they want you to buy one more candy bar, they want you to buy one more magazine, neither of which you need. So they're designed. They've got like highly educated marketers working to make these grocery stores almost impossible to not overspend in. So, the challenge for us is, as consumers, is to only buy what we need and to stick with the menu and grocery list that we create. And it's not only just the idea of stopping at the grocery store every night on the way home from work, while m- many people might do that and that's what david and my my, our problem was many people will just say screw it i'm just going to go to the fast food restaurant and just buy items there which is going to be considerably more expensive than what you would bet get at the grocery store and on top of that it's got considerably more calories so that sort of the the last minute meal planning just simply does not work for most people it might work for rachel ray (laughs) it does (laughs) not work for most people so that's why we highly recommend using a grocery list and a menu, and designing everything around using those two tools so that you can stick with the budget that you've designed for yourself. So those are our three tips for reducing your cost for your grocery shopping and making sure you stop wasting as much food as many Americans typically waste. And then the benefit with all this is not only are you not spending as much money, but you're freeing up cash that you can put towards more substantive goals, such as if you're trying to pay off credit card debt, or you have more money to put towards your retirement, or maybe even you're just trying to free up some cash so you can go on a vacation. Rather than wasting money unconsciously in the grocery store, you can save some money, free up some cash to do something more important with yourself. So those are our three recommendations.
0: Yeah. And I would also suggest sometimes when John and I give these money tips out, we may give a list. You know, This time it's only three. Sometimes we give quite a few You don't need to implement every single one of these right away. If you have the energy and time to do that, go ahead. But, you know, in in this particular case, maybe you start with just creating the grocery list and menu as your first step. That's probably going to be one of the biggest savers for you. Then try to shop only one day a week and then integrate the coupons. So you don't have to jump into doing it all of it right away, but create those little habits over time so that you keep them rather than trying to do it all at once. And then you hate it and you'll back off and you won't, it won't be a habit and you'll just go back to your old ways. So we encourage you to take these one at a time, implement them into your grocery habits, and you will start saving money. We pretty much guarantee
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And you know, I'll I'll add to this conversation before we wrap up here that when we first started this, yes, it did take us some time to be able to create menus and grocery lists. And it probably, I think at first we were spending maybe an hour to two hours just getting prepared to go to the grocery store, not counting the the amount of time we spent at the grocery store. But over time, we got much better at this and we became very super efficient at this. So it's it's like any skill. You're going to get better with it over time. It's going to be harder at first, but you'll you'll certainly improve. So as David said, implement one thing at a time. As you get better with that one thing, add add the next layer, and add layer on top of that, and eventually you'll be a master grocery shopper.
0: Yeah, and you get used to your grocery store or grocery stores and your eating habits, and pretty soon your menu, you'll start to see things repeating over and over again. You know, you know that your grocery store typically it has a lower cost on, uh, maybe it's pasta or a pasta sauce. So You know, you integrate that into your budget twice or your grocery menu twice a month or three times a month. Those kinds of things become habits. You fold them into your menu and to your grocery list and it doesn't take as long and you start to eat more of the foods that you really enjoy eating.
1: Exactly. So thank you very much for joining us today. We will see you next time.
0: Hey there, so we hope you found the secrets to our grocery shopping success helpful, and we hope it saves you a ton of money too. Most of us don't pay attention to our grocery shopping and dining out, and that's why it can be so expensive. A simple strategy built over time can yield tens of thousands of dollars in savings. Another way to save money is to not have credit card debt. That's why this episode of Queer Money was brought to you by the Debt-Free Guys credit card payoff course. Go to DebtFreeGuys.com forward slash DebtFree2019, that's all one word, to sign up and receive a notification as soon as it becomes available. If you sign up to receive those notifications before January 13th, when the course is available, you'll get two free gifts, and who doesn't like free? (laughs) Space is limited, so you don't want to miss this chance to make 2019 the year you finally pay off those credit cards. Join us next week, yes, Christmas Day, when we'll be talking about paying off all kinds of debt.
1: From Los Angeles, California to Winooski, Vermont, we're taking queer money on the road. Join us as we gamify personal finance with Queer Money Bingo or catch our signature live fabulously, not fabulously broke talk and so much more in between. Check out queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour or the link in your podcast player regularly for date and location updates.